Welcome back to Juncture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, Juncture represents my love of films and dreams and the similarities between them. These are also the two topics discussed on this podcast. Dreams are the films our mind creates and films are dreams actualized. I use my multidisciplinary background to examine films and dreams through the use of symbolism, imagery, motifs, and other narrative and visual techniques involved in storytelling and understanding meaning. So today's episode is going to be more of a personal development than a dream analysis. Um, And that's because this particular dream is a recurring dream of mine. Um, And I'm going to be referencing some previous episodes, but I'm going to link those all in the description. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, And I'm going to start off with the symbols and themes. Okay, well, let me first start off with um, the reoccurring dream aspect. So, um, this particular dream, I've had it at various different points in my life. Um, Different versions, well, not too different. They're usually similar, slightly different versions same themes, um, same things happening, same location, um, that's pretty much the same. And um, it's always planes falling out of the sky as I'm watching from below. Um, And so that's basically the reoccurring dream. And now on to the symbols and themes of this particular dream. Well, overall symbols, and then I'll go into the particular symbols for this um, this dream. So, overall symbols of this reoccurring dream are abandonment, helplessness, um, and often this this symbol can. Um, appear in dreams as catastrophic or natural disaster scenarios and it's connected to trauma and anxiety. Um, Think of witnessing things happen and not being able to stop them or not being an active participant in the dream. These dreams, um, these dream events usually involve things like tornadoes, plane crashes, tidal waves, tsunamis, those kind of things. Um, This I did a previous episode earlier this year called Common Dream Symbols and Themes. I did a part one and a part two. And I go into um, the themes of abandonment and helplessness as well as other common dream symbols and themes. Now, the specific symbols from this dream. So, (laughs) this is a lot. Um, So, I I put it, I categorized it as one, kind of like all one thing. Um, so it's future and past me, um, rescue, rescue do. There's a guy that tries to like rescue people in the dream. There's also a passenger from the planes in the dream. There are some mannequins. 
Um, so it's all these different characters and, and people in the dream. But ultimately, everyone is me. And basically, all the people in this dream and specific people in this dream, uh, I'm going to discuss um, sort of what they are. Well, not what they are, but what they represent for me personally. Um, next symbol, of course, is the plane. Um, then doors in general, but particularly in this dream, doors falling off, doors being open. And um, lastly, I'm going to um, talk a little bit about reoccurring dreams. Um, after I go through each, after I go through the dream, then I'm going to go through the symbols and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about reoccurring dreams, but just to get into it and to segue into, uh, the particular dream, the details of the dream, um, reoccurring dreams, theories, theorists suggest that these themes may be considered scripts or perhaps complexes. As soon as your dream touches any aspect of the theme, the full script unfolds into completion. Um, for me, the particular script um, in the dream is the very beginning of the, of the script for me in this dream is I'm outside and I look up at the sky and I see a plane and then everything just kind of goes on from there. Um, Usually the same thing is pretty much happened in my reoccurring dreams, but this dream is particularly slightly different in a very, um, very prominent way. And I'm going to get into that. Um, dream theorists generally suggest that recurring dreams are connected to unresolved problems in the life of the dreamer. So... This dream is, it's, it gets crazier and crazier as the dream goes on. So, uh, it happened one day last month, um, early in the morning, I had my, um, plane falling out of the sky, um, recurring dream. The basis of the dream, like I said, the dream starts off as usual. I'm outside. I look up and then after that, it's, it's very peculiar slight variations and for whatever I mean I was just sleepy um, I didn't wake up right after I had the dream I uh, kind of woke up fell back asleep and um, the final the last time I woke up I stayed up um, I got on my phone and I started recording uh, you know everything that happened in the dream um, but some little detail something I didn't quite remember exactly because I, I I didn't write it or I didn't record it right after it happened and the very first time that I woke up because it was super early and I was like I'm not waking all the way up and recording this you know 20-30 minutes and then but that's over that's done with as usual um, I am in the backyard of my childhood home and in this dream, the first thing I remember looking up at the sky and I noticed all these planes, like there's lots of planes in the sky. Um, since I've had this dream before, as soon as I see the planes in the sky, um, you know, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, it's one of those dreams where the plane falls out of the sky. 
you know, I'm having this dream again. Oh my God. You know, like I, I didn't want to feel this sort of anxiety again, you know, as I'm trying to sleep and trying to rest. Um, my expectation is that the rest of the script um, would unfold as usual, which is I notice the planes fall. I notice the planes of above me in the sky. I panic. I plan my escape and then I run while trying to dodge the plane as it falls in the sky. And right away, what's really different from the usual script is that instead of one plane in the sky, there's multiple planes in the sky. And I'm like, I'm screwed, you know, there's this is this is not what usually happens. So I I, I guess I'm on edge in the stream, basically. So back to the sequence. I'm in the backyard of my childhood home and um, you know, I see the planes in the sky, I start to panic, and then I hear like a radio or a TV broadcast playing somewhere in the dream. Um, I don't see a TV, so you know, it could be a TV or it could be a radio, but it's like this news program playing and these people are talking about that there's a surge of a bunch of planes in the sky all over town, um, maybe all over the state, I guess. I distinctly remember hearing that there were 13 planes over my particular location. <laughs> I don't know how they knew my location or, you know, I don't know. Maybe they said the area, but, you know, looking up, I'm in the backyard looking at the sky. I, I feel like all 13 planes are like over me in the sky, you know, scattered about in the area, like where my yard is. And so we don't have, I, I grew up in a small town, so we didn't have a particular local radio, or local TV station, but it was like the regional um, stations that are in Houston, Texas. And that's why I think they weren't specifically talking about what they did. They did mention, I do remember mentioning the 13 planes, but I don't know, I kind of felt like maybe this was something, a phenomenon that was going on, like, it was more widespread, but maybe they were like, you know, in the small town, there's actually 13 planes over there, you know? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm adding stuff into the dream that wasn't in there, but let's get back on point. And of course, I think that's odd because there's a there's too many planes in the sky. And the I I don't remember the specifics, but I also remember the reporter talking about some of the people who were on the planes, where they were going, what they were doing. Um, some I remember the reporter saying something about um, somebody being a politician or celebrity. I don't remember the names, but I guess, you know, they're like important, famous people that were on these planes that were just like, um, not really landing or going anywhere, just plopped and like circling over one location. Weird. Like I said, I remember that they were saying that the, the names of the people that were on the plane and I felt like there was someone that I knew that was on the plane. Which now that I'm saying that out loud, 
that's important because later on uh, when I go into like exploring the symbols yeah I think it's appropriate that I felt like someone I knew was on the plane because actually someone I knew is on the plane I won't spoil it for you uh, well I kind of mentioned it but plot twist at the end um, so I remember one of the planes landing and some people getting off one of the planes was a private jet and it had successfully landed all the people get off the plane of course it's in my backyard you know it wasn't that big I don't logically it doesn't make sense um, so I remember some of the people that were in the yard one was my brother his girlfriend and I think his girlfriend's mom but I've never met her mom um, but this woman was an older lady around my mom's age and my mom knew her um, and I was like I don't know who this lady is I don't know why she's in my yard I don't know if she was or I don't know if any of the people that I recognized were on the plane They, I just remember them being in the yard like I don't remember seeing them get off a plane and of course I'm confused thinking you know basically what's going on because you know these people are coming out of the plane there's people that are already in the yard for some reason of course the dream um it gets worse um because you know one of the planes already landed but there's still more planes in the sky and one of the things that um, I forgot to mention earlier about the re recurring dreams is that, and this is one of the things that scares me the most about um, these recurring dreams I have, is that when I look up at the sky, the planes aren't up as high as they should be. Um, the planes are really low in the sky and it's, it's as if I'm already seeing them in the middle of falling out of the sky and it's already too late for me to do anything about it uh, and that's something that I noticed I mean I probably just noticed it as I was writing um, this outline about this dream that this particular dream and all the uh, recurring dreams before that I've had the plane is all already like um, dangerously low like it's in already in the process of falling out of the sky. So that just increases the sort of anxiety um, in the dream that, you know, I don't really have time enough to get away and get out of the the landing area where it may fall. I mean, it's not even landing. It's not like it's landing, like coming down. It's literally dropping from the sky. Like it's not like the plane is as it, you know, as if it would land at like the airport. It's not like that. It's literally vertical, you know, dropping, free falling, basically, from the sky. Um, where am I? Um, so the planes are, they're, they're like flying, like hovering in this dream. So this one is like, it's slightly different again, too, because they're, they're low, they're flying really low, but they're not quite like free falling. They're like circling around the neighborhood. There's multiple plants. And I'm trying to run or I'm trying to, I'm thinking about running. But everywhere I look up in the sky, there's a plane 
So there's, you know, I'm not going to be able to get away. Wherever I try to, wherever I think that I can run, um, there's a plane there, there's a plane over here, there's a plane everywhere. Uh, eventually, one of the other planes starts to fall out of the sky and I move out of the way in time, but it's not like I move anywhere. You know, I don't run out of the area. It's more like of me just stepping kind of over the side, like, uh, you know, several feet over to the side. And the plane's like, boom, it just, it just appears, you know, like it just, it just fell out of the sky. Like just, bam, there it is. Um, when it hits the ground, um, it doesn't blow up, but the doors fall off and I can see that there's people inside. Then another plane falls out of the sky right next to the first one. The same thing happens. Um, the door falls off and I can see that there are people inside. Um, my first reaction is <laughs> to run and get out of the way. But then I start thinking to myself, um, I think about the previous podcast episode that I made um, where I talked about um, my recurring dream for the first time. And I'm like, you know, and then uh, the other podcast I had too, where I discussed symbols and themes and I discussed the specifics of reoccurring dreams. And I was like, okay, so I'm having this reoccurring dream and I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to run. I'm just going to stay here. And if it blows up, it just blows up. I'm going to stay, just stay here and see what happens. So I had turned around, you know, my back facing the plane, like I was going to run away. And then, you know, I think, you know, I'll just stay here and see what happens. And so I turned back around and that's when, um, I see more people in the yard, more passengers. And in this particular dream, I'm not my adult self. I'm a kid version of myself. And I see another, I remember seeing another kid in the dream. And I guess, I think they were going to try to run with me too. But I don't know what happened to this. I don't know what happened to this kid. But... When I turn back around and face the plane, I see an adult guy at the door um, of the where the second plane blew off. I mean, where the second plane. I see an adult guy at the door of the first plane. Uh, where the door has blew off and it looks like I just assume he's trying to rescue people he's on top of the plane and he's leaning over looking down um, into the plane through the open you know the open space where the door was and that's when he says these are all fake people in the plane none of these people are real and after hearing him say that, at this point, I'm thinking, oh, well, if there's fake people on the plane, there's nothing I can do for them. Um, 
So I should just I should just go. You know, there's nothing I can do. But you know, like why are there mannequins on the plane? Um to just weird. It doesn't make sense. Um so the mannequins I can look through the door and I can see the seats and the mannequins are sitting in the plane in the seats like they're passengers. They're strapped to their seats with their buckles on like, you know, they're going for a ride. You know, I don't know why this plane is filled with fake people, mannequins, basically. Um, so I was like, you know, I can just, you know, I don't need to stay here. I can just... You know, I can't rescue them. You know, like, what's the point of me staying here? Um, I can't help mannequins. They're not real people. So I start to walk away. And then I stop for whatever reason. I turn back around again. And I can see the other plane that had landed on the other side. And it appears one of the passengers from that plane has gotten out of the plane. And it's a man. He's starting to come out of the, the open space where the door had blew off. And another weird thing uh, is that when I looked through the window of the first plane, I could see a person or people in, uh, uh, in a maroon sweater. And when the guy from the second plane is like coming out of the door, He's wearing a maroon sweater. So he's like wearing the same sweater as the people on the, the fake people on the plane. And <laughs> he's, he's, he's standing up, but he's trying to like get his bearings. He's trying to figure out what's going on. He's, and, um, he's, he's not facing me. He's standing like sideways. Um, his left arm is facing me and he's, his head is turned looking back into the plane. And I'm like, is he a mannequin? Did he just, is he a mannequin that just stood up and got out of this plane? Or is he like a mannequin that's like frozen you know, like he's posed as if he's getting out of the plane. You know, is he a real person? I don't know at this point. And I run over there and the guy who was like the rescue guy, he runs um he runs over there too. And I remember either he or I um grabbed the passenger. We grabbed his uh one of us grabbed his his left arm, the arm that's facing us. And just just like touch him, you know, and see if he's a real person because we were just tripping after seeing, um, you know, well, the one guy after seeing the, the plane full of mannequins and me hearing him say that he saw a plane full of mannequins. I'm like, was well, this guy real? So we're all tripping at this point. So we grab one of us grabs him to see if he's real. And the passenger that was getting on the plane, his sleeve is either rolled up or ripped off and we can see his his arm that was facing us it's like it's a uh, it's hanging or bent in like a way that a real person wouldn't hold their arm um or a person wouldn't hold their real arm 
and I was like that's a prosthetic arm it's not that's not a real arm so as one of us grabs his arm the dude actually turns around so I'm like oh my god he's actually a real person he just has a prosthetic arm and we're still somewhat shocked because I'm also thinking like okay well is he a robot is he like still a real person I don't I mean I, I assume he's a real person he's not a robot um and the guy and then he says the passenger after he grabbed his arm he goes oh my god what are you doing <laughs> and we uh we get up after we got up to the plane we noticed that there is a smell and it smells like gasoline and then that's what i'm thinking oh my god this is the jet fuel you know i don't know what jet fuel fuel smells like i don't know if it smells like gasoline but in the dream and my association with gasoline i'm like oh my god it's jet fuel this plane's about to blow so me and rescue guy are basically telling the passenger bro you got to get out of here but the passenger is still disoriented and confused because the plane just fell out of the sky you know like what's going on so we're trying to grab him and pull him away from the plane but he keeps he's saying that he needs to get his stuff out of the plane and i'm just you know dude what are you talking about um you just need to get off this plane you need to go like you don't have time to get your stuff um but i look inside the plane inside the plane there's a blanket on the seat so i grab the blanket i guess to 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 hand to this guy and be like hey okay here's your stuff all right let's go this is something let's go <laughs> you know just to get him away from help get him away from the plane um because he doesn't have time to get his stuff by the time he looks through all his stuff we didn't all blew up on the on the wing of the plane or i guess it was the wing of the plane i can't remember where we were standing but it had to be the wing of the plane um <laughs> and eventually somehow the rescue guy i guess he went inside the plane and found the guy's luggage he comes out with a suitcase and he grabs it i start folding the blanket and i hand it to the passenger and he's like what's this and i'm just like i don't know i guess this is your blanket dude come on let's go stop asking me what it is so we're helping him walk away from the plane but uh we didn't help any we didn't check to see if anyone else was in the plane you know if anyone else was real so i don't know if everyone else was supposed to be dead or assumed to be dead or everyone else on that plane was also mannequins and there's only this one real person on the plane i don't know we didn't check to see we just walked him away from the plane and you know i guess sol to everybody else all the other mannequins in the plane so we walk um around the side of my house to the front yard and in the front yard there are other planes that have landed and there are lots of people there i felt as if they were passengers on the plane on those other planes there are trucks that are backed up out there and then on the trucks there are um like people have like 
food. There's like boxes and like grocery bags of like food and people are eating. And it looks like it's kind of, it could be like some type of uh, like a makeshift disaster recovery area, you know, where people have, you know, there something has just happened. People need food and water and, and, you know, there's people that comes with trucks and they bring the food and water so people can eat and rehydrate and stuff. So I guess that's what was going on in the front. And then pretty much after that, I don't really remember anything else that happens. I think it starts to kind of fade out and I wake up at this point. So I kind of mentioned this earlier. But um, this dream was monumental for me, for personal, um, for me for uh, a few reasons. Um, the first one being um, is that this was a, a recurring dream that I've had throughout my life, and it usually pops up when um, there are things that are going on in my life that are causing me anxiety or stress. Um, the dreamscape will be slightly different, but not so different where it's it makes me aware of the differences. Like, it's never been this different. And uh, I'm always in my childhood neighborhood, close proximity to uh, my childhood home, or I'm actually physically in the yard of my childhood home. I always look up at the sky, I see a plane low in the sky, then the plane start falling and I try to run. Um, and this dream was slightly different from the others. You know, as usual, you know, the slight it had the slight differences to start off like the location was slight difference. But then everything else just kinda just the you know it, it after that point of realizing the location that I was in, the script did not unfold as it usually would. Also, um, the other thing, one of the other reasons why this dream was monumental or different, um, there was the news broadcasting or the radio playing in the background, which is something that's never happened in these reoccurring um, recurring dreams before the multiple planes is, was also um, something new and this this next thing is really really why um, the other things made it stand out and, and made it really different and unique than the other dreams but the really really monumental monumental thing was for me was that this was the first time in the recurring dreams that I didn't run away. So I kind of faced what was happening in the dream, which is a turning point for me. Um, I'm a lucid dreamer. I'm always aware that I'm dreaming, but it wasn't until recently that I started to be able to actually alter what's happening in my dream. And, um, started to be able to alter what I'm doing in the dream as well. Um, the first time that I, that I, this lucid um, action 
because I'm lucid in the sense that I'm aware, but I've never really been lucid. Um, the more advanced level of lucidity in which I can sort of alter things, alter my behavior, and I can sort of make things happen. And the first time I was able to do that was um, earlier this year, and I talked about in in a dream episode called Home Invasion. And of course, I'm going to link that in the description with the others. But that was the first time where I was, I actually was able to make something happen. I was able to alter the events of the dream. And I became more of an active, like a real, like a lucid actor in the dream. You know, like I, things weren't just happening to me. Like I wasn't just letting things happen. I was making things happen. I could change what I was doing in the dream. So that was like, that was big for me. And uh, so now onward to a brief exploration of symbols and a quick interpretation. So I, I kind of briefly went over these in the beginning, but I'm gonna start off with future and past self, rescue dude, passenger, um, I'm going to discuss mannequins separately in the end, uh, but basically uh, everyone is me in the dream. And uh, as far as characters go or people that we see in the dream, um, that's the same for other dreamers as well. At least that's my belief that um, whoever the dreamer is, all the people that they meet, everyone that they see in the dream um is is them different versions of themselves and i go into more detail in how to uh, interpret the different characters that we see in our dreams what they are what they mean and um i think it's common 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 symbols and themes part two a part one anyway i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna link it but i discuss it in more detail in one of my previous episodes so the passenger with the prosthetic left arm so i don't know if left right symbolically like means anything i didn't really look that up but the passenger with the prosthetic arm and you know child me younger version of me in the dream I think represented two versions of myself. I think the child, younger version of me represented um, the past self, the, you know, my younger self. And then I think the passenger represented maybe like future or current self. And the guy that tries to rescue people I think that he was sort of um, the strong version of myself or the version uh, of myself that I wish or, you know, like I, I, the part of me that is, you know, I guess strong and resilient or represents the part of myself that wishes I were stronger and more resilient because he's the person um, that was on top of the plane 
looking into the plane, you know, right, right on the action, um, seeing if people are in there to see if he could get somebody out, see what's going on. He was like right on top of the plane, like, well, literally on top of the plane. And me, you know, the child version of me is kind of like standing back and trying to battle within myself, figure out if I should run or stay or wanting to run and then like, oh, maybe I should stay. And um, so I think that's what the rescue do represented. And then the people on the plane, which is. uh, So. okay, so I mentioned this earlier that uh, in the dream that I felt like there was someone that I knew that was on the plane. And so the prosthetic arm guy that got out of the plane, you know, he was me. I was on the plane. So that was me coming out of the plane. Uh, one armed and all like uh, <laughs> the one armed man in the fugitive. Um I don't know why I just referenced it, but it just made me think of the guy from The Fugitive. But, uh, and now I lost my train of thought. Okay, so the one-armed guy, you know, is me uh, coming out of the plane sort of unscathed. And then the mannequins, of course, are also me, but I'm not going to get into that. But so prosthetic arm guy comes out of the plane, basic unscathed. And the rescue dude, who is also me, is rescuing me out of the plane. And then younger me is also there rescuing me out of the plane. Um, so I, 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 I think that says that sort of these different versions of myself sort of coming together and trying to save me or or be there for me in some way, rescue me and also leaving the recognizing the need to also leave parts of myself behind because we didn't look back. We didn't check to see if anyone else needed help. We didn't look you know, go inside the plane and see if there were any other people in the plane to pull out. Um, the one guy came out. We got him, you know, convinced him to get off the plane. And that was that was it. So I felt like it was kind of just like, you know, focus on yourself, save yourself. But uh, it's also important to sort of leave things behind. Being able to leave certain parts of yourself sort of behind, like in the past. And the fact that these fake people on the plane and um, the plane represents sort of my problems or the overwhelming issues or problems that are plummeting from the sky and that are just coming into my life and causing anxiety and stress that those parts that I'm leaving behind are the parts that are in the plane i.e. attached to these problems and issues that are causing me stress and anxiety so basically saying you know 
leave those parts of yourself, leave those things behind that are, you know, causing issues and causing anxiety and, and stress, leave those behind and then save these other parts of yourself, these other three parts of yourself. So the representation of strength and then resilience of the passenger that came out of the plane and then also recognizing the the younger version of me that's also important. So it's like save those three versions, recognize the importance of those three versions and then go. <laughs> And, and, you know, leave the other stuff behind. So that's what I think that says. And that means. Um, I mentioned the plane a little bit in, you know, with what I just said. That's the next symbol. Um, the plane represents problems, issues, whatever events that are happening. Um, problems that come to the forefront that I can't escape because they're literally plummeting from the sky. The multiple planes of course just mean multiple problems which mean these issues are more overwhelming so not only are they literally falling you know right on top of me like right in my face there's more of them that are falling out of the sky so it's it's increasing those feelings of being overwhelmed and not being able be not being able to get away because everywhere i turn there's plane hovering a problem an issue sort of hovering over me um about to you know fall on top of me or fall probably i mean yeah probably fall on top of me because there's there's nowhere i can go where they could really you know at least initially that's what i'm thinking that there's nowhere i can go where that i could escape that they would actually fall on top of me and I guess kill me in the dreamscape the dream scenario did not play out like it usually does and so the planes don't explode and there are tons of survivors actual real people that survived these planes falling out of the sky so there's, there's no need to be worrying about these mannequins because there are plenty of people that survived. And so also pulling back to everyone in the dream is me. It's like, you know, I don't need to worry about trying to save these mannequins because there have already versions of me, parts of me, aspects of myself that have already survived these issues and survived these problems. So even in doing this analysis, there was a lot of focus on these mannequins. Like, it's so weird. Like, why are they here? Why is the plane full of mannequins? And and just doing this recording out loud. And I'm like, why am I focused on these mannequins? I mean, yeah, they're weird. But there were a ton of survivors that were already out there that I should be focused on. You know, all these people survived. I survived. So it's like, why, you know, why am I concerned with all these these plane, you know, these two planes full of fake mannequins, <laughs> not fake mannequins. It's oxymoron. Um, these two planes full of mannequins, uh, and so I think that this was also 
sort of a, a reflection of how I perhaps overreact or react prematurely and uh, sometimes think the worst and assumed that these planes are going to blow up and crash on top of me when they fall out of the sky. But they don't, you know, but I assume that as I had in all my other recurring dreams of this same thing. And I did it in this dream as well, where I just I just assumed they were going to fall out of the sky, blow up in a fiery crash, fall on top of me, kill me. Um, perhaps a catastrophic. This catastrophe, well, this perhaps what I thought was going to be a catastrophe was never meant to happen. Not in this this particular version of the dream or in the past versions of the recurring dream. Because I don't remember ever actually seeing the plane blow up in any of the previous recurring dreams that I had. Like, I don't ever physically remember that actually happening. And now that I think of it, I don't actually ever remember having in those recurring dreams the plane actually even landing I just remember always looking up and seeing the plane sort of like fall as it's getting closer and closer you know I don't wait did I you know what okay no I think they I think I do I have seen the planes fall and land in previous versions, but I do not remember being in one of these recurring dreams and actually seeing the plane fall and blow up. Like I've never seen the explosion. So it's like, maybe that was never, that was never what was going to happen. It was just what I assumed was going to happen. So it's definitely something to ponder, to think about. Um, very interesting revelation. And this all came about um, after the recording. I didn't think of this until I started typing out this outline for this episode. So that's, yeah, it's, this is very uh, monumental uh, development in my dream journey. Um, next symbol is the doors falling off, open doors. And so I generally doors or, you know, places to, uh, I mean, obviously, play, you know, it's the, how you get into places and, you know, if the door is locked or the door is open, like that has a different meaning. Usually the doors are associated with rooms, houses, houses, which are a representation or symbol for ourselves. And uh, this particular door was on a plane. Like I said, the plane for me is a representation of problems, issues, um, the things that are going on in my life that are causing me stress and anxiety. 
And the fact that the door, you know, the plane hits the ground, the door just falls off. Like there, there's no door on the plane. So it's like these problems are exposed. Nothing is hidden. There's no privacy. These are, um, I can, so the problems and the issues are open. The problems and the issues are exposed. Like I can see them. It's at the forefront. And because not only is it like falling on top of me, and like, well, not on top of me, falling in front of me, but the door of the plane is actually open and I can see what's inside. So these problems and these issues, I guess at this particular, well, not I guess, I know at this particular point in my life that these issues are more, um, more open. I'm able to understand them and um, understand what they mean and what they represent and how these issues affect me. So it makes sense that in this dream that when the plane finally lands, I can see the problems. I can see the things that are inside. And uh, so that's that 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 makes sense for me also um because the door like an open door is like an entry point it's a way that you can get in it's a way inside so in this particular dream i think the fact that there's no door i can see what's inside means that there is a solution that there are answers because if you can if something is not hidden to you, you know, if if the door is open, the window is open or whatever, that the fact that it's open and that you can see things, that there that, that that allows you to have some sort of answer, that allows you to have some sort of understanding of what you're seeing, of what's going on, or of what's on the other side. So that's really that's really um eye opening for me and onward to the last and final symbol the mannequins on the plane uh what would you say in the plane i just said mannequins on the plane now because it reminded me of snakes on the plane so I was like, mannequins on the plane. But they're actually inside the plane. So I guess you would say mannequins in the plane. Grammatically, maybe that's correct. But anyway, according to the great source of knowledge that we know as Wikipedia, <laughs> mannequins refers to an often articulated doll used by artists, tailors, dressmakers, window dressers, and other and others especially to display or fit clothing. Mannequins are also used for life-size dolls with simulated airways used in teaching first aid, CPR, um, and advanced airway management skills such as tracheal intubation and for human figures used in computer simulated 
and computer simulations to model the behavior of humans. Which is now that I read that, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know, mannequins is creepy in general, so maybe that's why. Like, maybe that doesn't really sound creepy. But anyway, mannequins, they're, they're not real people. They're representations of people. And since everyone, or in this case, mannequins, everything, well, it's still everyone. They're representations that people saw, say everyone. Everyone in the dream is me. Um, so these mannequins and how they relate to me is that they're not the real me. Um, I guess you could say a fake fake me, a fake version of me. Um, a, a literal similar representation of me, but not the real me. So... And sense of that not that these mannequins not being in the not being the real me, um, they're not relevant. So, all these planes filled with these um, these symbols, representations of me. Um, they're the fake me, so they're representations of me. They're not the real me, so they're not important. So that just kind of reinforces back what I was saying earlier um, than when I mentioned mannequins and, and focusing on the weirdness of it all um, that there's a plane full of fake people and only one real person emerges from the plane you know that sort of weirdness of it all but it's like these are irrelevant like these they're not alive you can't save them because they're not alive you know they're not even they're not real people. They're like plastic or composite materials or whatever. Um, so it's like you can't you can't do nothing for them. So why 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 focus on them? They're not important. And in the dream, I didn't. I was just like, okay, let's go. We got this one guy. We saved him. Let us all go away from this plane and go join the other people in the front of the of the house where there's food and there's water and and people are being tended to where you know the people up there they're okay um they're survivors they're doing fine uh, people have come to like give them supplies and stuff so it's fine up there what's going on up there it's fine and Saying that out loud is like a real revelation. It's like a real, um, what's the word? It's like, um, I, I'm kind of thinking of eye opener. It's eye opening. That's not quite the word that I'm thinking for, um, that I'm thinking of, but moving on. Uh, mannequins and the passenger. Now, this was also really important, too. Um, mannequins and the passenger with the prosthetic arm were like two false alarms in the dream to get me or try to tempt me to turn away from, you know, the scene and run away. Like, these false alarms were trying to trick me into running away from my issues, my problems, the plane crash, you know, 
seeing that, you know, oh, I can't do anything for these mannequins. You know, let me just, you know, let me just leave. And then the guy gets out and I'm like, well, is he a mannequin? Is he a robot? And so I stop. You know, and I'm, you know, I'm looking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still unsure, but I still want to turn, turn away and run. But the rescue guy and I run over to investigate and we grab his arm and we like, you know, looking at it, we know it looks like, you know, it doesn't look like a real person's arm. It just doesn't hang the same way. And... You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, he's a mannequin too, just posed on the outside of this plane. You know, I can still just run away and ignore this. But um, we grab his arm and then he turns around and he starts talking. He's a real person. And so it's like this um, decoy. I don't know if decoy is the right word, but it's like. I guess like a decoy to like, to well, no, I think false alarm, like a trick is more of a, as a better term to describe it, of trying to like, getting me to turn away, getting me to run away, getting me to ignore my problems and not face them. But upon realizing that he's a real person and you know, there's like a purpose for me being here the dreamscape is already, you know, the script is already changed and it's adapt already morphed into something that is not what usually happens. So I'm like, well, okay, well, let you know, let's let's save this guy um, because after after making that conscious effort to just stay there and not run away. And then realizing that, oh, there's at least one real person on the plane. Well, let's help him and then let's go. And I think that's what might have been needed. Maybe that maybe this might have been needed in the previous recurring dreams that I had that I needed to stay there and wait and maybe I was supposed to save someone from the plane in those previous dreams as well. But I never stayed around to see if that's what was happening. Like, I wasn't even concerned if that's what I should do. Because I would just immediately start to panic. My heart's racing and trying to run away. And then eventually, I would just wake up because you know from the fear and the anxiety in the dream I would just wake up as the planes falling out of the sky a lot of the time and and just wake up and that was that was it like I never stayed around to a point where I could see what would develop afterwards it was just so you know anxiety inducing you know not being able to escape feeling helpless looking up the sky, seeing the plane plummeting out of the sky. And then, you know, it would just, I would never make it this far into the dream, you know, to see if there was anyone on the plane. Like what would have happened if I had 
you know, stood around the Plainlands, you know, I mean, I feel like maybe something else was, something else would have happened in the dream if I hadn't gotten so worked up in the dream and woken myself up. So, but I think I did, I believe I did the right thing in facing instead of running away in this particular dream. Um, so I think this this was a way for my dream, my subconscious, to tell me that I need to face my problems, keep facing my problems. And I think that's the key to not have certain events trigger this dream. And it's also key to, it's also keys in my, it's an important thing also in my waking life to also face my problems so that the events in my waking life don't trigger these anxiety and stress inducing dreams in my dream life. So... That's the conclusion of this particular dream. And that's the the resolution for me, I think, um, to face my problems, the, that fear of facing my problems. Um, is very powerful. So, in my waking life, I need to face my problems. And I think in my dream life as well. But I think if I'm facing my problems in my waking life, that I won't be triggered to have this, this type of dream in, in, you know, when I go to sleep. So, I think will just make my um, this reoccurring dream happen less often or maybe it will make it not happen again like it's just you know once the issue is resolved these reoccurring dreams are supposed to go away so that's something that I'm going to pay attention to and see if um, if that's what happens and then also, I hope I keep having more development in my lucidity skills because I feel like I'm 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 progressing to the next level, the more advanced stages of lucid dreaming. So I'm excited. I'm excited where that's gonna take me. And that brings us to the end of this episode. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts, just search for Juncture Podcast and you'll see the logo. You can also find me on Twitter at Juncture Podcast. If you are interested in having your dream analyzed on an episode of Juncture, just go to my Twitter page at Juncture Podcast and there's a pinned post with a link to a form to submit your dream anonymously. Fill out the form or share the link. And finally, thanks for listening to Juncture Podcast and I hope y'all will tune in next time.